What's, What's up, up everybody? everybody? Welcome back to the Mindset Mogul Podcast. We are your hosts, Josh Jacobs and Bradley Mora, coming at you with another episode. What's up, Brad? How are you today, brother? I am doing well. How are you doing? I'm great, man. I feel like a piece of shit from the last few days of not treating myself the greatest, but uh, I'm grateful I'm still here. Uh, and I feel good, man. I feel good. I'm ready to jump into a pod today and get back get back on track. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have a real talk accountability pod today. We both uh, have some things to reflect on for the past week. I uh, oh, yeah, but before we, we start, let's uh, let's do a moment of gratitude. I think we could both use it to get into the right mental state. I can say that yes. I am grateful for the sun this morning, getting my mood back up getting the week started strong, grateful for, uh, I have filtered water in my house, which, uh, super grateful for filtered water. And, uh, nice. yeah, I think, uh, grateful to be here. This pod definitely keeps us centered, focused and brings us back around when we need it the most. And so, uh, grateful for this pod and happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super. That's what I'm super grateful for today is the pod you, because I've been backsliding the last week, which we'll talk about in this episode and uh man it's just i definitely am catching myself now before it gets too late whereas previously i've gone months before catching myself um and it's definitely due to the pod so isn't it wild i had the same reflection yesterday so we both had bad weeks last week we'll uh we'll get into that because i think it's honestly it's worth talking about because at worst it's funny just how bad I think both of both of us might have gotten. And that being said, right now I'm in like hour 54 or so of a, just a ketones and a coffee fast. So basically a fast to reset, get started in keto. But in a former version of myself, this could have gone on for a lot longer and been a lot more punishing. I probably would have gave back all the gains I made in 75 hard self-sabotage before I pulled myself out of it and then just went on the same roller coaster again. And so I kind of envision my life right now. And then the step I'm taking at this very moment, it's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a chart of the stock market. If you ever look at one of those charts, how you go up into the right, it dips back down a little bit, but then when things are good, it starts moving up to the right again. And so I imagine for you and I that the last week was that little dip. But then instead of it being a downward spiral, it's actually, for me, is now an incentive for me to snap into being 100% the version of myself I want to be for at least the next 30 days or longer. It's, uh, it's actually fuel for the fire to hit the next phase of me improving myself harder versus continuing down a downward spiral. I feel the same way. I feel like, especially because we've been doing this pod, I feel like number one, I've grown a lot in the last few years and I've been going up and to the right and down and stagnating all over the place for the last three years. Um, but I feel like over the last like four months and especially since we've started to do this pod over the last couple of months, that my level of self-awareness and reflection has been so much greater than it has been in the past that I am catching myself and also using it as motivation to get back to that 100% optimal version. Like, dude, just to give you an example, I mean, 
you know, I've talked about this before, but like after every time I've done 75 hard, I've, I've roller coastered and I've rebounded and I've never gotten back to where like, just to use, just to use weight as a, as a scale, because it's just an easy scale to go off of. Like I was 310 pounds or 320 pounds and I got down to 210 pounds and I've, I rebounded back up to, I think the highest I got last year was probably back up to like 245. So I gained a shitload of weight back last year, but I still was way better than when I first started at 320 or whatever. But it's crazy because I almost felt as bad at 245 or worse than I did at 320 because I knew what I was capable of. And that's how I feel now is I finished 75 hard in January and I basically traveled literally almost every week up until like two, three weeks ago since finishing. And you guys know, if you've been listening that when I travel, it is very, very hard for me to stay on track. And it's the number one place where I fall off. So you can imagine if I'm traveling once a week, it was very or once a week or once every other week, very hard to stay on track. So I've been going, I've been dipping kind of for like the last two and a half months. And I've stayed stagnant because I've been, you know, working out and going on and off the healthy trends. But man, this last week, I just completely sabotaged. Um, and now it's kicking in that motivation that I need to get back to that, that hundred percent. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why, why are we each sabotaging? Um, why, what's going on with you? I think it's easy to let off the gas pedal after you have, after you accomplish something. Like I did the 75 hard. I know I failed it, but I did the hard parts of hard 75 for 75 days. I felt a sense of accomplishment with that. And then it started with the day after 75 hard. I semi-celebrated and I said, okay, I'm going to get back on to do it the next day. For whatever reason, just continued to, it wasn't as bad as the day after, but slid into just poor eating habits. I think I skipped a workout the second day. And then after that, I said, I, I made some narrative up that, okay, well, that was 75 days that I was busting my, busting my butt. You know, how long, like, does that, what does that deserve in terms of taking time off? And I think I just created this story for myself that, well, you know what? It could be a week. I'm traveling at the end of the week. It could be, it could be a week. And as soon as I set that wide boundary for myself, I took it. And I basically, the whole week then, like, didn't have an image of my mind of the person I was trying to be. I completely let go of that. I gave myself too much permission to change my identity, what it was, or somehow, like, reverted back to a prior version of myself. I don't know what internal mechanism, like, flipped that switch. But as soon as I started having shit food, I wanted more shit food. I think it's part, partly like a physiological thing too. Like I hadn't had it in a long time and then I just induced a bunch of cravings by having bad it's food addicting. and then continually, yeah, got myself like re-addicted to bad food. And it was a slippery slope. And by the end of the week, yeah, I traveled at the end of the week. So that kind of kicked, uh, I'm same as you when I'm traveling, I struggle. And I let that be another excuse to uh, to eat poorly. I did I did keep working out up but I, uh, to eat poorly, I think by, I say this is a joke, but I can't be that far off. I probably had 30,000 calories over that course of, <laughs> over the course of the week. It was something crazy. And, uh, 
Yum. All yeah. All that being said, yeah. <laughs> like Jesus. Uh, all that. All that being said, everyone's trying to do the mental math of like how many calories a day is that? It's a lot. Uh, I'll just I'll just spare you on that. But all that being said, two years ago or four years ago, had I been in a week long slump, it would have turned into another week long slump. And now I'm sixty hours into a fast. I am fully ready to do keto. And I think that, uh, I, it's just keto isn't the end all be all, but it's just another way for me to exact discipline in my life. And I think this is the next evolution of myself that I want to take, but I am ready to take it in a way that in my entire life, I haven't been able just to commit to something, start doing it immediately. Cause that's what it was. I just decided at like the end of the week, like, all right, we're jumping back in. And like that decision, which used to take a long time was immediate. And I was able to prioritize it above everything else. And so I guess flipping that switch was a big unlock for me to, uh, to be able to make the decision so quickly. That's awesome. It's it. I, first of all, I'm doing keto with you. So, uh, I'm, I also started today again, even though I started a few weeks ago. Um, so, uh, I'm going to be doing it with you, but I like how you said you made that decision instantly versus a couple years ago or whatever it would have turned into the next. Cause obviously I'm sure everybody listening relates. I certainly relate. My one week slump would turn into a one month slump, which would turn into a one year slump, which would turn into, you know, me making the same new year's resolution over and over and over again for a decade. So I totally get that. And I agree that the progress in being able to make a decision instantly is super, super important to recognize. Um, which I've also made that decision. For me, I think uh, I didn't travel. But, you know, living in Chicago in April, if you get an 80 degree day, you take advantage. And oh, we yeah. had an 80 degree day Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I swear to God, I let I literally went out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's real time. I went I went out to just eat outside and go to rooftops and I just went all out for that week because we never get that type of weather. That was the excuse that I gave myself. I should have done that. I'm happy I did that. I'm very happy I took advantage because I woke up this morning. It's 30 degrees and snowing. So like, <laughs> I'm very happy that I took advantage of the outdoor weather, but I shouldn't have used it, used it as an excuse to go have cocktails. And, you know, on a, on a Wednesday, I had cocktails Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, I didn't have any cocktails Saturday. Yeah, I did. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I should not be drinking four days in a week. I've never drinking four days in a week in my life. I've never been a big drinker. And all of a sudden now I'm freaking having four days of drinking a week. That's craziness. So number one, I shouldn't have used it as an excuse to drink four days in a week. Um, I could have just had water or a diet Coke or whatever, something that, you know, wasn't going to detriment me like alcohol is. I could have still enjoyed being outside and going out to eat and going on these rooftops and doing all these things. I didn't have to take advantage of the $7 happy hour vodkas. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but I love a good deal. So that was the other excuse. Same thing with food. It's like, I'm looking at the happy hour food menu and there's nothing keto on the happy hour food menu. You know, it's like truffle fries or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, you know, I, it's hard to resist a good deal on a rooftop in 80 degrees after having a couple <laughs> cocktails. So all of a sudden now, not only am I drinking, but I'm eating like shit. And it's just one thing after the other. And I just felt like a complete piece of shit. 
And sorry for swearing so much, but there's no other way to put it. I just felt terrible. And yesterday, so after going out Monday to literally, this is a full week we're talking about now. Okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I go out. Uh, Saturday was my niece's birthday. So basically Monday through Friday, just went out every day for random shit. Saturday, my niece's birthday. Yesterday, Sunday, it's Orthodox Easter, which I'm Jewish, but my wife and her family is Orthodox Christian from uh, Russian Orthodox. So we go over to her house. Her mom cooks un- you know, a huge feast and none of it is keto. All of and I have to eat it, you know, like it could have been my one cheat day, but like I'm not going to go to their house for Orthodox and, and for Orthodox Easter and not eat the food that she spent all day, all weekend cooking. It's a t- it'd be a um, tough look. Yeah, it'd be a tough look. So, you know, I got home and of course we brought leftovers home and I freaking ate all the leftovers. And, you know, to, to stop this rambling, I just felt bloated for fucking seven days straight and just like a giant potato. And, um, (laughs) I made the decision last night that I am, I'm absolutely done. So I woke up this morning. I am considering doing 75 hard phase one. The only thing stopping me is the idea of cold therapy, which I know is my bitch voice speaking, but I've never, I've never, that's the one thing that I have not experienced yet is cold therapy. I'm not a good person in the cold. So that's been the one thing stopping me. So I'm, I, I'm probably going to do it, but I haven't made that decision yet. So I'm not claiming it, but I dude, am, cla- I know, I know I'm dude, being such a bitch, ridiculous. but I am claiming no matter what, that I am going to be a disciplined motherfucker going forward for the next 30 days, no matter what. And I'm probably going to do so, 75 hard so phase soft. one too. That is so I know. soft. It is so soft. It's you're letting so a soft. five minute cold shower be the reason that you're not going to commit to that for the 30 days. I'm not going to lie to you. I have committed to it. I just didn't want to say it on the podcast yet, but I have committed to it. I already, I already got the app pulled up and I've already started today. <laughs> so I have committed to it. I just got nervous telling the pod and telling you because I'm fucking nervous about it. I've never taken a cold shower in my life, except for when I was trying to come down from drugs when I was a teenager. So yeah, I'm nervous, but uh, I I am doing it. I am. I just was nervous to claim it, but I this is proof that I already fucking decided <laughs> I was going to do it. <laughs> It'll be bad for the first three days, and then it won't be bad. We'll. Okay. Uh, I shouldn't walk. Well, we could probably talk about it in the pot a little bit. You got to go in there, and the thing to do is don't. It, you got to use it as a meditative experience at first. You have to think about and objectify the cold as just another thought and experience. And that is how you beat it early on. You can't let yourself respond to it and be like, I'm so cold. You got to be like, you have to examine the cold as if it is just another object in consciousness. And that's the unlock to to beat it early on. So there it is. You have the secret on how to do it. You absolutely have to do it. And uh, cold By the way, guys... This is this is what you look for in a friend, okay? Somebody that calls you soft and somebody that pushes you. Not somebody that says, yeah, you could do it all and you don't need to do the cold showers, right? Because that's what most people would do. Most people would be like, you're doing enough. This is the type of friend you want. Somebody that says, no, fuck it. Do it. Don't be a bitch. Fucking do it. And uh, so I appreciate that, dude. <laughs> One last thing on why you should do it. I just learned about this. Cold exposure is the only way to increase your baseline dopamine levels 
over the course of a three to four hour period. And so dopamine is your motivation chemical. And so if you, we talk about don't wait for motivation. Well, you can actually create motivation for yourself by taking a cold shower because what most people suffer from is a lack of dopamine because your entire life is now subject to different calls on your dopamine, your phone, foods that are you know overly decadent. You're basically at all times, you're using dopamine too much and then therefore you don't have enough. And that's why people, that's one of the causes of why people lack motivation. It's because the reward system is messed up. One way to combat that, other than stripping out a lot of those things that cause your dopamine to fire and therefore exhaust it, is take a cold shower or get cold exposure. It's like after two minutes, you'll have three to four hours of sustained increased baseline dopamine levels. So you're basically repairing your brain by taking a cold shower. And so if you want to be motivated and in a good mood, take a cold shower. This is just science. So that's why wow. I can't let you sit there and make excuses about not doing it. Because in the list of things that you brought up, it actually might be the most beneficial thing you can do to get where you want to go. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, Man, I mean... I think the other thing too, that is good to know, by the way, because I had absolutely no clue. We're definitely going to clip that because that's a, yeah, that, heck, that's a good it. one. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, the other thing too, about just 75 hard in general and you know, the cold showers are great because it's going to be something new for me that I'm challenging myself. And like you said, it's literally going to create motivation for me. But when I am feeling off track, 75 hard is the best program for me to implement to get back on track within literally one day. It's like I do one day of 75 hard and I feel like I'm winning again. I do three days of 75 hard and I feel momentum building. I do one week of 75 hard and I'm like, okay, I got my shit together again. And that to me, giving me that North star to follow every morning when I wake up is exactly what I need every time I feel off track or I'm in a rut or I feel like I'm in a funk or something like that. So Every time we, you know, we get a lot of questions. We do episodes about like how to get out of a funk, how to get out of a rut, how to stop, you know, how to get motivated again. It's like, well, this is me explaining to you that I am in a rut right now. The last week I've treated myself like a complete piece of shit. The last two and a half months I've been up and down, up and down because I've been traveling so much. So the answer for me to get back on track is give myself a program and a North star. And that is 75 hard for me because I know it works not just for me, for a million different people. I've done it before. I know it works. I've tried to create my own programs. I never stick to them. So why not go back to what I know works instead of trying to reinvent the wheel? Um, so I just wanted to point that out there because like, I'm very aware that I'm in a rut. I'm very aware that I need to get out of this, you know, uh, up and down and continue to go straight up. So I'm forcing myself back into the program that I know is going to get me there. Do I want to go take a cold shower? No. Do I want to commit to not drinking for the next 30 days? No. Do I want to have no cheat meals over all the shit that I have planned for the next 30 days? No. But I know that it's what I need right now in order to get back on track and get my mindset back to where it needs to be. This is priority number one. So forget all the other shit that potentially is going to stop me. Priority number one is get back my unbelievable mindset and my discipline and the feeling of waking up in the morning, feeling light, feeling like I'm ready to take on the day instead of feeling weighed down by all the bad decisions I've made over the last week. So yeah. And that is being a mindset mogul. Let's fucking go. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. I do feel like uh, it's interesting. Even in like, even now when I'm not doing good, I feel much more comfortable talking about it because of how aware I am of where I am, why I'm fucking up and how I'm going to fix it versus maybe in the past, I would want to hide the fact that I wasn't doing good because I just, you know, wasn't comfortable in it or confident in my ability to get out of it. Now I know for a motherfucking fact how to get out of it. That is such a good point. There used to be so much more shame attached with these failures because maybe I didn't know or believe that I was going to get back. But now it was like a week later, decision made, we're back on track. I have 100% confidence that I can do exactly what I say I'm going to do. And really, you know for, that's like, the, say it again. No, you know what it is too? It's exactly what you're saying is actually the fact that before I, my identity was somebody that was, you know, not a mindset mogul, for example. So I would feel shame talking about failing because I know that was the true me, like somebody that was just a failure or whatever. But now I don't feel that way because my identity has moved more towards the the mindset mogul identity. So me fucking up this past week, rather than feeling in line with my identity, which is how it's been my entire past life, it feels unaligned with my identity because I feel like I've already crossed the bridge into this person that is healthy all the time, does work out, does treat themselves right all the time. So now I'm comfortable talking about it because I feel like I'm not aligned with my identity by not treating myself right, if that makes any sense. It makes complete sense. It's like you're not even talking about you. You're just talking about this like temporary version of yourself that you already know you're going to snap out of. For me, yes. the, the narrative shift was this past week, instead of being the beginning of a downward spiral, is actually just the fuel for the fire I needed to take everything to the next level. It was like, okay, I had a bad week. This is exactly the motivation I needed to like 75 hard. That was cool. Whatever I'm going to like, what I'm about to do next is like an even elevated level of discipline and self mastery. And that in between week showed me that I can't take it for granted and that I need to have focus on whatever it is that I'm trying to become. And as soon as I have that, like 75 hard and just the continued you know, over the past couple of years, evolving into the 75 hard and then taking it up to now, I've gotten more and more data points supporting the identity of a person who will do what they say they're going to do. I view the last week as I didn't really say what I was going to do. And that was the problem. And therefore, I just slid into whatever auto habits might, you know, exist in my like reptile brain. And then now that I've identified what it is that I'm going to do, I'm like, I'm already doing it and I'm going to keep doing it. And that is my identity now. And I feel much more aligned with that than the person that fucks up. Perfect. I think that was, honestly, I think that was a good episode of us just talking, venting about how we fucked up. So mainly me, I think you're still crushing it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I've got like I'm, a six, I have like a 60 hour lead on you, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been fasting for what now? 15 hours so barely any right, amount 40, of time all right, 45 hour lead i have on you yeah, yeah yeah i'm 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 in it though now and i'm excited to i'm excited i'm feel like you i feel like now this 
is the fuel I needed to become that 100% version. Especially after that episode we did a couple of days ago, we were talking about like, do we want to be the 90% version? Do we want to be the 100% version? Do we want to be the 80% version? I feel like after that episode, it almost gave me clarity of like, what the fuck am I doing trying to only be the 80 or 90% version? And, uh, you know, maybe one day I'll decide to be the 90% version, but I should wake up every single day wanting to be the 100% version of myself. 100%. So I think that was even a helpful episode just in 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 itself for me thinking through it. Um, but anyways, thank you guys for listening. If you guys got value out of this episode, if you related to anything that we said, we would really, really appreciate it. If you subscribed on YouTube, commented with your own question, if you have one for us to answer, you could send one in to support at mindsetmogul.com if you would like to. But please, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave a comment. If you're on Apple or Google or Spotify, please follow and leave us a five-star review there. We really, really appreciate you. Um, With that being said... We will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much, everybody. Take care. Take care.